there was no playbook for me in, and I don't, I think it's just been so great for just our family dynamic, especially with my career and being able to kind of travel, go out to dip, like just seamlessly and like get out of parties really quick too. When you don't want to be there anymore. It's hard with like six kids. Like we, we would take us two and a half hours to leave a family party growing up. Welcome to the art of fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now, here's your host, Art Eddy. This week's episode of the Art of Fatherhood podcast is being brought to you by Begin Health. Begin Health's Growing Up Prebiotics is a daily prebiotic for toddlers and kids ages one and up. You may be asking yourself, what's the difference between probiotics and prebiotics? Probiotics are the bacteria in your gut, and prebiotics feed the good gut bacteria. Why is this important, you may ask? Over 70% of the immune system is located in our gut, and strengthening the gut starts with feeding it the good stuff. Growing Up Prebiotics is a tasteless and textureless powder that can easily be mixed into your little one's water, juice, or milk, delivering 3 grams of fiber per serving. So if you're looking to support your kiddo's immune system, make sure you pick up Growing Up Prebiotics at BeginHealth.com. That's BeginHealth.com. What's going on, everybody? Already here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very lucky to have this gentleman on the show. It's Jeff Moore. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me, sir. How you doing? Oh, so good, Art. So good in my basement here, per usual. It's great it's a, to be here, though. Yeah, man. It's an awesome basement, man. I love the fact that uh, we're, we're kind of just talking about things we collect and things that, you know, we have in our quote-unquote, like, fun, like, places in our houses and stuff like that. But we're going to talk a little bit about obviously the great work you do on food network and just my wife and my kids and I watched, you know, you win the food network star and all that stuff. So I can't wait to talk to you about that stuff. Great. But main reason why is like, I love bringing good guys like yourself to talk about their fatherhood journey. Your son, I think is around like the same age as my oldest. I have two daughters, 15 and 13, but mm -hmm. talk to me a little bit about when you found out you were going to be a dad, what was going through your mind, sir? Um, I got back from like an all guy ski trip with my cousin and uncles and my yeah. wife was like kind of in a mood, which <laughs> when I go on these ski trips back in the days, like, listen, I've been with my wife since 2000, since we were 21, I'm 45. You do the math. Yeah. You know, we've been through it all through every, you know, chapter that a life can go through. We've been through it. And like back then she was like, oh, you're going to go on a ski trip. You're going to spend money. Like we didn't have a pot to piss in whatever. So she was, you know, I get home and I was like, oh, she's kind of tense, but a little extra tense. Usually she's happy to see me. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? And then she's at home and I saw her in like the bathtub crying. I'm like, what is happening? She's like, I'm pregnant. I was like, yes. Right. I was like so excited. I mean, again, I was making probably $15 an hour cooking. She's a nurse. She was doing much better than that as tend to, you know, most, most nurses do, but you mean, I was, I was excited. I mean, it seems so long ago. Yeah, my, you're right. My son is 15 now. So it's just my life was very, our life was very, very different then. That was pre-TV, <laughs> pre-Food Network star that you mentioned, you know, and it was like we were living in a small place in the city, scraping by and wondering how the hell we're going to do it, you know? Yeah. And we, you know, so like, like most people, but I was excited deep down. Like I wanted to be a dad like i had it in me deep right. down and I, I yeah it's funny when you look back right i think now especially like if people are still on facebook they get like this happened nine years ago this happened 11 years ago I'm like wow what like so back then but the idea of like 
you know, people say sometimes, and everyone has their own father journey and their own and their own views on it. Some people say like, oh, you're never going to be, you know, financially prepared. Just have a kid and go go from there. Or some people like, I wanted to wait till we had a nest egg or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just the idea of like looking back to like when we when we found out we had ours around the same time, it was just like things are going to be changing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's. I was, you know, we were out. Um, in, uh, I grew up in New Hampshire and we were at, actually going for uh, my high school re- reunion and we we're actually staying at a hotel because the inn, quote unquote, was full because my family had relatives from Buffalo visiting too that same weekend. So we were at a hotel and we found out, we're like, this is insane. Yeah, so I was right. on a treadmill and she comes down like, look, and I'm like, that's crazy. So and I assume you guys weren't we didn't we weren't planning at all, you know, so that was it was it was a surprise. We did not, um, you know, we didn't plan. Yeah. Nor did we not plan, I guess you could say. It was just, we just <laughs> left it up to the Lord. Says like, are, you, are you you guys looking to have kids? You got like, after you get married, it's like, you're asking us if we're going to have sex. Is that what like? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, of course. Like every, at least seven to nine days. Yeah. What kind of question is that? Have you looked at my physique? I'm irresistible. Especially back then. Like I was port lay. I couldn't even, I couldn't even believe I mounted her. Archie let me mount her. <laughs> I was like a beast. I really was like, ugh, I'm swollen, getting on there, smelling like whatever I cooked that day, constantly smelling like food, you know, and I, you know, when you get back from a ski trip, you're not always looking your best either, you know, <laughs> I was like, you know, I ski once every three years. It's not like I grew up in the mountains. I'm in yeah. Illinois. You know what I mean? It's not like I come from the uh, New Hampshire ski culture. <laughs> oh, guess how many times I've skied in my I life, Jeff, and I lived zero. in New Hampshire. I love it. Once. <laughs> there you go. And you obviously did not like it. You're just like, you're like, nope, not for me. When um, kids were passing me down, like yeah. when like toddlers were passing me down the bunny slopes and laughing at me because I was falling over. I'm like, yeah, this ain't this ain't it, man. This is not mine. No, um not for everybody. Talk a little bit about though, uh, the values you're looking to instill into him as he's growing up. Uh, that, you know, that's a big question. I mean, I, it's ongoing, it's evolving, right? I think you can agree with that as their, their chapters change in, and he started high school this year and he went from public school to a, you know, Jesuit Catholic school in the city that he takes Chicago public transportation to. I mean, it's like totally changed. So, um, at first it was, it was, I think as, as soon as he could communicate, you know, one of the core values was, you know, we're in a, you know, a business of communication. We meet a lot of people, people come up to us, like it's a whole thing. So you have to treat people directly in the eye, shake a firm handshake. I mean, I know it's like cliche, but like, Hey man, shake a hand, look at them. When an adult asks you a question, answer the question in, in, in the most articulate manner you can muster up at that point. You know, like, I'm not saying like, well, actually, uh, <laughs> seven days ago, I, I, I went and I was going on a stroll with my lady friend, Penelope, and we saw a goose and this goose was honking at me and I fed it some bread and I fell into the pond and it was hilarious. And we made it, you know, whatever. So like, I'm just being like, just don't be like, yeah. You know, these kids yeah. today are, are very- <laughs> just said uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, don't just say, yeah. I'm like, yeah, there we go. It's great. There you nice. go. Right. And so it's seeping into you. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's one thing. Cause we come from a big, my dad did the same thing to us. Like he was like, you, you go up to everybody. And if you don't, if I look like I forget their name or whatever, we swoop in and we're like, oh, my name's Jeff. What's your name? I'm sorry, I didn't catch it. And that way we saved my dad from, like, that's a classic Morrow move. Uh, you know, my dad is a big gregarious guy. And he kind of taught us how to work a room, work people, work the door, 
you know, a well-placed uh, grease or a duke, you duke them five bucks, you get a little bit of this. Yeah. You can't get a table, you get 20. You know, and my family, I'm hungry. Look at my wife, she's, she's oh, look at her, she's famished. You know what I mean? Like any angle we can, you know, work. Our, <laughs> uh, and not just about trying to feed ourselves at a, or get at a table, but like, I don't know, just work, work at it and be a good communicator and it can really take you places. Um, so that's one of them in... Uh, some other values are, you know, we, we really focus on healthy body, mind and communication. So, you know, that goes to studies in, in, in putting all the you know, efforts into, you know, achieving good grades, not just to like have it on the paper, but good grades usually equate to, you know, I'm working on goals and achieving these goals. And this, this will translate to adulthood yeah. and, we got to work, you know, me and my wife are big on, on working out and fitness. And it's not like you got to go to the gym. We just led by example because we're always leaving super early in the morning, sometimes before he goes to school or whatever and going to do a class or whatever it may be. And he sees that now he's kind of on that train and he loves going to the gym himself because you just like we're not like it's not about your body or whatever. And I come from just a long lineage of just husky chubs. You know, we were just love handles for days. Just, you can't even, they're like my breasts, my love handles. They're just like always with me. There's two, these two protrusions, soft and jiggly, no matter how much I'm sweating and working and fasting and eating, you know. So Jeff, you were a fellow, like maybe for you too, like (laughs) grade school, like eighth grade through like maybe sophomore inside my growth, growth spurt in junior year of high school. But like. Anytime I was school shopping, I go to the JCPenney Husky section. Oh, and dude, <laughs> the one rack, the one circular rack. It was me and some other poor chubby kid and our moms like fighting over that last, you know, size 42 waist docker with like a 21 inch inseam. It was Dockers, like two- yes. Because <laughs> they were that or bugle boys. It was the only choice for guys like us. It was terrible. And it was like so, there was nothing. And it was like one pair of pants and I'd still have to like, he sounded, he scared me, man. <laughs> ah, come on. I'm doing an interview. Say hello to Mr. Art. You can't hear him. Hello, Mr. Art. I can't hear you. No worries. But that, Sorry, no, this I, is the perfect podcast to like jump on. I know. Fatherhood, right? Exactly. It's a, a podcast about fatherhood. I'm talking about our core values. Um, I mean, you could sit here, but I'm going to give the same answers, whether or not you're here or not. I'm just letting you know. So some might be, might hurt your feelings when I get down and dirty. When Art makes me cry. Um, so yeah, we, we focus on that, right? We love humor in our family, right? I think potty mouse are not as important as timing. You know what I mean? Like if it's, if it lands and it's a good joke, uh, that's kind of our, our, our sport. We love humor and, you know, I, it kind of groomed me to, for my career and who I was and how I kind of conducted myself, I guess, during, uh, school and which wasn't, you know, I don't, I don't want him to be a class clown, but I also want him to, you know, understand that, you know, sometimes people just need to laugh. So some street without, smarts mixed with book smarts, it goes a long way, right? Oh, it's so true. And he's learned, he's getting that now by taking trains and Chicago buses <laughs> and in the city. And there's like, you know, sometimes shootings like on the same block as a school, like three times this year, like it's crazy stuff, but hopefully, uh, you know, none of that infiltrates the actual property, but I mean, you got to be on guard too. So that's another value. Um, and, uh, you know, we communicate like he's always uh, he can tell us anything and we'll be reasonable uh, about the information, you know, yeah. really talk it out at the dinner table, which is very important. Us sitting around every day we can every night 
we like to eat it. Me and my wife like to eat about 4.15, though. So sometimes it doesn't align with my son's, like, gym schedule. So so we, we try to wait, but, like, we do sit around the table. There's no TV. There's no phones, you know, that That's stuff, cool. which I yeah. see people do at, at way too much. And I hear people like, oh, yeah, we watch – we eat dinner in front of the TV on the couch, and there's, like – it's like a family of six. Sounds crazy to me, right? Not to – if you do that, Art, I'm not judging you. The only time I do that is Sundays during football. We have the red oh. zone on on mute. That's the only 100%. time. 100%. <laughs> Listen, once in a while, you know, when it's Sunday, you know what I mean? The fire's going, it's winter, you know, we, we, we could sit around and order pizza. I, I, I'll do it once, you know, once every couple no, of weeks, nothing like, wrong with it. No, we, yeah, we have the phones away. We, you know, we, we talk about our days, the highs, the lows. I think that's one of the best parts of, you know, having dinner. I mean, not only just the food, but just the idea of, and also, you know, you know, this man, like the idea of having your kids, like sometimes our kids will make us, uh, my wife and I, like a, a theme date night dinner. Like, well, like we were watching live version of Aladdin. They had like this Moroccan chicken and all this other stuff. And it was just like, they see the value of food just as much as my wife and I do. And I, I'm all about eating at 415. I do like uh, intermittent fasting during yeah, the me week. Too. So yeah. I try and have, you know how it is, right? Sometimes you're like, well, I'm going to kill somebody if I don't get a, <laughs> like, you know, you know, when you're like literally dying for dinner at like 2 27 p.m you're this is it's gonna be you know try i try not to get hangry but it is it is a biological chemical response i believe but all the fasting makes you feel so strong so totally worth before it before we get into uh the great work you do at food network and other things talk about something that let's kind of flip the script we're talking about things you're looking to instill into your son but what are, what is something that your son or things that your son has taught you about yourself or about life that maybe you didn't know was there until you became a dad uh, oh man, it's not all about me. No, is it? <laughs> um, how do I, how do I get rid of that trait? Uh, <laughs> you know, not that I ever would, but you know, you, it, 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 in my business, it's like, you, you, you know, people want to make it about you, but it's yep. like you, it's, it's almost like a battle just in everyday conversation yep. to not. So when we get home, it's not at all. It's, you know, it's about us. Um, so, and he's super patient um in in very logical and empathetic and you know sympathetic and and that's what i learned you know we tend me my wife you know we'll talk about people like well can you believe oh my did you this animal they could you are you kidding me <laughs> and the ones will be like you know a little more a little more logical about it, a little more sensitive. You know, we're at the table. He's like, guys, what if they just, maybe it's because they're yeah. just a little, maybe they're hurting right now. You know, we'll call him like, you know, Padre Lorenzo sometimes. <laughs> Bless us all. Nombre de Padre de Fili, Espiritu Santi. And it's like, where did this kid get this? You know, but I don't know. You know, that's the thing. Uh I don't know how many guys you've interviewed, but you know, we're parents of onlys. I'm from a large family. Yeah. My wife's has three half sisters, but pretty much she's an only because it was just so many decades in between. So it's like, yeah, she's like, I'm not, I don't know. There was, there's really, there was no playbook for me. And, and I don't, I think it's just been so great for just our family dynamic, especially with my career and being able to kind of, travel go out to dip like just seamlessly and like get out of parties really quick too when you don't want to be there anymore it's hard with like six kids like we, we would take us two and a half hours to leave a family party growing up right kiss it nine kisses you know these we're all full-blooded italians so a lot of stubble on the ladies too it's uncomfortable <laughs> 
uncomfortable kisses. And you're like, oh, and then we were leaving. And then we hold on. And then there's get the cake. And then, yep. oh, yeah, I forgot that Jeff run out to get the, oh, we got to warm up the cup. Like all this, it would take forever. So I love that. If if I recommend any fathers out there with one kid, just snip it up, lock it in, lock it in. You get out of only just to leave parties quick. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have one child? Yeah, we didn't want to like stick around and party. Oh, we wanted like to leave. So long. When I'm ready, I'm ready, you know? No doubt. <laughs> So you kind of maybe besides only just having one kid so you can duck out of parties quickly. What, yeah. what is one other piece of advice you'd offer to dads or a dad hack that you'd like to share? Oh, dad hack. Um, you know, be, be obviously this is like the biggest one. And I read this all the time on Instagram things. I do. I follow like other fathers, you obviously, but you know, there's, there's always something to learn. Hey, maybe that's the piece of advice. There's always, yeah. you don't know everything. Your dad didn't certainly know everything. His dad knew nothing. The dad before that worked in a mine. And probably, you know, chain smoke three packs of Camel Dunn filters and then beat his children. Something like that. <laughs> not not I'm not saying you are. I'm saying I got you. The no, collective got you. audience. But like, you know, we don't know everything. So read up where you can get advice, because it could just be that one thing that's like keeping you from, you know, I don't know, keeping your you know, you don't want to stunt your kids any any more than you just automatically do from your passed on traits. You know what I mean? So it's yep. like try to break through that cycle a uh, and be, be interested in what they're interested in. You know, my son's a yes. a drummer, even though he never wants to jam with me unless I have a gig. And then I invite him on stage and all of a sudden he wants to, he's like, we got to play more together. I was like, no shit. I mean, we're having fun here. There's 400 people watching us, <laughs> but like being into that, you know, we'll jam together. I play guitar. Like I said, I have a band, but his gaming, right. You know, most people, dads are like, this gaming is, I mean, first of all, it's futile. We're not going to, you know, I did. I had TurboGrafx-16 growing up. Yes. I loved it with the five controller adapter. And we would play TV sports football and all these stupid games and Bonk's Adventure. All this crap nobody else played, plus N64, plus Super Like, I loved it. I mean, I, I, yeah. I came up. I was on the internet when BBS's dial-up, all that stuff. So, I'm like, who am I to say, like, it's not he, – he doesn't deserve it by getting – you know, he gets good grades. He's active. Yep. He's present. You know, he can come down in our basement that, you know, if you see this setup, he's got like the same setup mirrored to me on my side where I, I also record my podcast here with my sister and she sits there. But I just gave him his Christmas gift, which is like an extra wide gaming monitor. Nice, Because I just like, I don't know, man, if like my I love that. It's yeah. so exciting to me. So I, I I let him I just, you know, as long as there's balance and there's, you know, being in the world, I don't mind if you retreat once in a while. I'm the same way. So, yep. all about moderation. Damn right. <laughs> Just balance, right? Just balance. No, but like, I love like what you said, though. Like, under, like understand what they're into and have a conversation about it. Cause I yeah. think it goes a long way. Cause, you know, I think our generation, you know, when we were kids, it was kind of like, do as I say. You know, we listen to the parents and like, oh, what are you watching or this or that? Like, yeah, I bond over my, like coming from Buffalo. My family was huge and just in, the, in like hockey and football. So that was something we bonded over. And but nowadays they can get information from any walks of life, like from their phone, they can get anything. So the idea that you're there communicating with him is huge because you want to have that information come from you or a reliable source if it's not coming from you. But you want to have that open conversation there. So totally. That. That's great. So, like I said earlier, like I, my family and I really enjoyed, you know, watching you, uh, you know, go up through the Food Network and obviously with uh, the season seven of Food Network Star, man, 
really enjoyed your story. Love that your passion for food, the sandwich. I like, love that. <laughs> uh, one of my podcasts I have with uh, the guys I used to be in radio with, we always talk about like, I don't want like cold cuts. I like deli meat that's like warmed up in the microwave or oven. I'm just weird like that. So some oh, of the really? sandwiches you okay. had, I'm like, I could so eat that. That's amazing. So I appreciate up to me. the sandwiches you've come up with. But for you, and I know you've experienced so many, but you, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be the top one, but what is like one of the most surreal moments that you've experienced since, you know, becoming, you know, having your own many shows on Food Network, but is there one where you're just like, how the hell is this happening? Yeah, you know what? I mean, besides winning that, I mean, that was 13, over 13 years ago. So my son was there and I heard his voice yeah. backstage before they even announced me as the winner, which they only sent out the family of the winner. So I kind of knew before she even <laughs> said I was the winner, the, the head of the network. But he was too. I mean, he was like, you know, in my arms and had no idea what was going on. So that was the first moment where I was like, okay, now we can begin. It wasn't even like, it was an overnight change. It was a very long journey to get to that point, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I did, a de you know, a decade and a half of hustling to try to arrange my life to get to a point like this. And then the competition itself was two and a half months long. And then, I mean, by the time I won and shot my first season of Sandwich King, like I like no like th they didn't even press release the c contestants of the show yet like so I knew before the public knew that not only was I in the show but I also won so I was like kept it all this so when that moment happened it was very dramatic and then my life did change from the next moment I was on a plane going to Good Morning America in Times Square and I'm doing like live TV it's just crazy and they're flying me around totally coach back then I was like this is awesome like, <laughs> um. But that, and then, and then flash forward to about, I don't know, I'd say about five years ago in the new head of our parent company, uh, David Zasloff, who's like now owns Warner, like CEO of Warner, like we've been, Food Network is, but I'm not talking about all the, you know, being acquired in the mergers yeah. and all that. But when he did, he was very, you know, was really into the talent. I was kind of like, I went and met him. Like, I, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna meet this guy. I brought him some meat. You know, not deli mean. I we did a little couple steaks, but like I met him and it was like, okay, you know, he's a real person. I'm gonna show him that I'm I'm all in. And I actually got invited to his big fancy party in the Hamptons. And it was like I was I remember I was like sitting, I was dancing, waiting on a stage for the surprise um musical artist, right? Oh, dude, how many things have you read about where like, oh, there was, you know, you went to a someone's graduation or about mitzvah or whatever. And like, it was, you know, Coolio came out and the seven, 70 minutes of gangster's paradise. Uh, so I was like, who is it going to be? So I'm sitting there next to me is Oprah. Right. <laughs> On the other side of me were all my friends, food network friends, like Jeffrey Zakarian, right. Uh, uh, Mark Murphy, Alex Marnaschelli, all the, the, like the cool kids that got invited, you know, I wasn't the kid in school that got invited to like the, you know, I wasn't in the club. You know what I mean? I think you're busy getting husky to, pants and chasing. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't like closing deals, if you know what I mean, back then. <laughs> so I'm like, and I got invited to this party, which was like a select few, you know. Bobby Flay was, you know, and I'm so I'm sitting there. It's like, I, I mean, w a lot more people than that. Um, but it was like just, and then on the stage comes, you know, it's Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know, doing Groove tonight, which you know. <laughs> If you've ever been to a, you know, a, 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 a Italian wedding from a certain era, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to dance to group tonight. Yeah. And then, and it was, it was just, I was like, oh my God, I think I kind of made it here. You know, this was, 
you know, A, I felt in the club, B, I felt so blessed to be invited and like experience something that I know I would have loved to learn about that somebody I knew. I was like, I got to wait till, you know, of course, you know, first phone calls like with my, you know, parents when we get home, me and my wife, you know, we, it's just, it's just amazing. And so many moments like that have, have happened throughout my career, whether it's, you know, even like, you know, public facing, you know, people are waiting in line to meet you for an hour and a half in the rain, two hours. You're like, what the, why (laughs) have you met me? Have you seen me? Um, But that feels good. And the third one is when I went to my 20th anniversary of high school. Oh, nice. Nerdy friends. And I kicked that door open like that John Mayer song, you know? And I was like, what's that? I was like, look at me. I was wearing a leather coat, svelte TV, a couple daytime Emmy noms under the belt. Yeah. I went in there. I was like, you, you, you're cool. Cool. Let's dance. (laughs) (laughs) But that's awesome. I really did. I did love that. I mean, I did love it. It was a real moment for me, you know, and I was like, nobody wanted to go. Like none of my friends. Listen, I love my high school friends, my childhood friends, but. You know, like nobody was, you know, we weren't, the, we weren't even, I went to huge public schools, like almost 4,000 kids. I mean, there wasn't, it wasn't like a click thing. It was just, we were just, you know, we, yeah. you know, we we're stoners and played music and video games. You know what I mean? We yeah. were in a band. Yeah. So that was like our, you know, we didn't, it wasn't great for popularity, I guess. So I'm like, no, you're going, we're going to this. Like, this is why I did this. This is why I succeeded in life. So we can go back to the yeah. 20th reunion. Right. Uh, no, so, no, yeah. there is there is some validity in just everyone has their own path. And sometimes I think that if you do really well in high school and you're like the popular one, like not, this is not a blanket statement, but it's just like you think sometimes you've peaked and then the other people who weren't the you know the most popular, so I'm like they still have something to prove and they still have that drive. Not saying the people who are quote unquote popular don't have the drive, but I think I I totally feel you on that. So that, that was you a can't cool peak in well. you can't peak in junior high. You can't peak in high school. You shouldn't even peak in college. Yep. That, that might even be more dangerous this day and age. You know, <laughs> like yep. yeah. And I'm glad. You know, I was all I was steady. You know what I mean? I did theater. I was always kind of the funny guy. So I was kind of, but I didn't mind. Like I didn't want to. I didn't care. Like I liked my friends. I loved. You know, they're all smart, cerebral, and funny. And I was yeah. by far the you know. We take ACTs, not SATs out here. And that, all these guys got like th- almost perfect scores. 34s, 35, 36 is the highest, right? Yeah. 36 is the highest. I had one friend who got 36, one who got two 36s, a 34, a 32, a 35. And I come in hot with the 21. Boom. <laughs> but like I was street smart. I had gifted gab. So it was like we had fun. But yeah, yeah I, I'm glad I didn't peak in high school. I'm glad I didn't peak in college. I just steadily kind of. I guess built my resume up through all that and learned as I went and you know, whatever, you know, heartbreaks and unrequited loves by the dozens and gallons. And it's like, just, you know, it, it I tell him, do you're glad he had a rough eighth grade with some kids in the neighborhood and his so-called friends and all this stuff. And it was like, I was like, dude, trust me, man. Like just, just keep building your character, keep working on yourself, learning, growing, and it's only going to go up from here. You know, there's going to be dips and you're going to yep. get into stuff and meet people along the way or try to. It's you know, hard to tell them that because they're living in that moment. You uh, want to like, hey, I've been there. I know it sucks, but trust me, this is going to make you and it sounds cliche, but it'll make you stronger, faster, yeah. better, whatever the case may be. It's, it's not going to be overnight. It's not like instant oatmeal. It, it's going to take no. some time, but let it let it simmer and it'll be there. Right. <laughs> 
So overnight oats, maybe. That's a good analogy to you. You don't want to be instant. You want to be a little bit overnight oats. Nice and chewy, though, milky. So just, just talk about, like, you know, not only, like, obviously music, you're, you're you know, very talented and funny and all that. But when maybe. it comes to food. Keep going. Well, yeah, keep going. But just the idea of, like, your creative process, right? Like, when I talk to you know, a musician, like, you know, I'm asking, like, how do you script an album? Like, how do you like, what do you have a certain formula? So for you, when you're making recipes, when you're looking to like work things in the kitchen, what is your creative process like? And how long does it take you to be like, yep, I'm good. I perfected it. Or this is where it should be like how long. And it's probably different for each type of recipe or meal, but like for you, what is your creative process like? Um, You know what I take? I literally well, let's say it's for the kitchen and we get assignments for 13 episodes, you know, a couple months ahead of time. And they're like, you know, you have six weeks to develop whatever, 13 recipes, one for okay. each episode, usually sometimes more, sometimes less. It doesn't matter. But, you know, the, I, I take, well, we, we discuss it with the producers in the culinary team. We're like, okay, this theme is spring food. So it's gotta be spring vegetables. Well, how about a pasta? How about a whatever? And then we'll just kind of branch off from there we'll settle on something. I'll kind of dig into it. Right. I'm like, let's say it's just a, a, a spring pea pasta. Right. And I'm like, well, why don't we do a little quick, like cavatelli, like hand handmade. Like how do I start with what I want to eat? Yeah. Right. Do yeah. I want honest to God? They're like, we want to do a pasta. I'm like, well, if I'm ordering that off a menu, what am I going to want? What am I looking for? And I literally always start with what I want. And then secondary. Okay. Maybe we need to, you know, uh, spin it this way. So it's what everybody will want. And they'll want to watch and they'll want to make their recipe. And, you know, you raise my Q score, uh, you know, uh, eventually. So it's like, right. It's like, it's all about me. <laughs> really? No, like it has to resonate with the, with the yep. viewer. So I can't just be what I like. So, but I, if I start with, what I like, I, I believe in my instincts as, as a chef and my taste and I know that if I make it easy enough, people will make it. So that'll come later. But, you know, if I make it approachable and not use, you know, morels or whatever, you can, you know, forage your own morels in the forest and get some <laughs> pea shoots. But like, nobody's going to do that, right? So you just use frozen peas instead, but you make the handmade pasta, right? So like, what's the, what's the Jeff Marl kind of, you know, homegrown element to it. And then I'll like dip into other, you know, I'll look at all other chefs, get out cookbooks, other recipes, see how they did it. And then, you know, test it out and see if it works. Nice. And sometimes, you know, I write recipes without like, just literally, I feel like I'm very good at writing ingredient quantities and processes, you know, like read them cold and making them be like, boom, you know, it really, it's just, you do it enough, you know, the quantities and the cooking times and the temperatures, you know, and we do, I've been doing this again, 13 years, but you multiply that by all the shows and, and everything. I mean, I've, I've written a, a lot of recipes, <laughs> No doubt. but sometimes it's like, Oh God, I just cannot write another. And especially after a cookbook and it's like, do I, but then once I start writing it, I'm like, I get really excited and hungry. Nice. One more question before we finish off with the father, quick five. So this is not just for dads. This is going to be for any parents. And you know, the, the idea of like, you know when especially when you know you have toddlers and it's really tough and maybe they have a picky you know palate or whatever but what are some tips you'd give to parents for cooking because i know as as they get older like my my daughters want to like learn how to do certain things and my wife and i have showed them and then they had like the passion for making food and trying new things so i love that and i feel like you're cooking with your kids 
that's great. But like maybe when you're just starting out as a dad and all like that, obviously there's the baby food and, and milk and all that stuff. But when they're at to the point where they're trying foods, what advice would you give for trying things that's not just the stereotypical things that kids would, you know, typically eat? Yeah, expanding their palate. Listen, it is it's still a it's still a battle with us here. You know, I think the more you cook at home and the more you slowly try to make the same meal for the adults that you do for the kids. Uh, maybe I had to remove some spice. Maybe if it's, you know, Caesar dressing with, you know, pulverized anchovies, you take that. But, you know, you slowly be like, we're eating the same thing week by week, even though, you know, it's not for us. It's we're, we're still, you know, have to kind of figure out if we want to eat the same thing, we, but slowly introduce those spices and those elements, and new vegetables and all that. I mean, but again, it's like, I don't care who you are. You're still going to be like, just try the damn salad. Just try it. Try salad. No, I don't like it. Well, I was last, I've never seen you eat it. So how do you know you don't like, I mean, you're going to have that unless you're, you know, I have coworkers <laughs> that their kids are like, you know, just like sashimi Jones is love it. And they're like, Oh my God. I love the, oh, I love, you know, whatever crab yeah. knuckles. You're like, my son is not there. He got burned really early on uh, when I made, um, my basil, I was growing basil. I made a fresh pesto and it like put him in a hospital because it, we found out he was like severely allergic to pine nuts, which is obviously like the most expensive uh, 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 element on the planet. Yeah. If you've ever weighed them or spent money on them, it's more, you know, it's like titanium, right? You, <laughs> it's like 30 pine nuts is $30. So I was like, okay with that, even though I miss cooking with pine nuts. But I think like that, like kind of really jarred him. Was like, yeah. Oh crap! It scared him. You know, gave me a little gun chai for trying new things, but you know, repetition. Obviously, in in my in one of my co-hosts, uh, Katie Lee Beagle, has a I think she's three now or two and a half. Her daughter and she is struck like it breaks her heart that like the daughter doesn't eat vegetables. I'm like, dude, it's not you. It's not what you're doing. You know, it's how they're wired. So just slowly, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a journey. Don't try to rush it because it's just gonna backfire. Yep. And take him out to dinner. Like we love going out to dinner. Like we, we, it's a little harder now that he's 15, but you know, we still, I make a reservation for something hot, something classic, something, whatever I research hot table. And we go at five 30, whatever, you know, obviously, because I'm dying at that point. It's like five 30. I might as well <laughs> be on, you know, it's like Tom Hanks in the movie with the fish and the spear, you know, in the, in the ball. So I was, <laughs> I'm dying the cave, the Kelly and the sun. And he's drawing, I'm literally drawing, by 5.30, I'm like, my steering wheel, I'm counting the minutes with yeah. chalk. I'm <laughs> taking out my tooth with a, with an ice skate. It's all, <laughs> are you laughing? That's good, that's good material, right, Lorenzo? I live in oh, you suck. <laughs> See, this is the number one father. You got to yell at your kids, too. <laughs> and once in a while, put them in their place. Um, so, you know, going out to dinner, too, I think, again, enters that atmosphere. And we did this. Again, because we're a three pack, we we've done it in my profession. You you needed to go out to eat. You got experience menus and what yeah. other chefs are doing. So we did that a lot as a family. And he just learned too to interact with servers in an appropriate manner and know nice. how to like again look at the server in the eye. You make the order. Yeah. I'm not making your look at me. I mean, we did that from a very young age, and I think nice. he got a kick out of it and was like gave him some power. Um, so like all right, fine. You're cooking for them. You want them new stuff, but like take them out to dinner and teach them to literally inter like, you're going to get, first of all, you treat servers with 
the respect you 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 feel you deserve like it's gonna it's gonna work out and there's those instances where it doesn't but like teach your kids young how to put your goddamn phone down and look at the serve in the eye and be like i just want a cheeseburger medium medium rare yeah meat cheese yep. bread crispy make sure the fries are extra i'll get a diet coke you know thank you no yes i'm ready to order you know just stuff like that and they'll absorb what you're doing and just guide them along and Again, and sometimes life, if your kid's six skills. years old and you don't, can't get a table, send the sixty-six year old with the double saw buck, and you have him, you have him grease the guy, and you get the table. <laughs> no, it's, I love it, man. Yeah, it's all about life skills. You want to teach them uh-huh. certain things that maybe they're not going to be learning in school. So I love that. Thank you very much for being uh, really gracious with your time. We're gonna finish off with the father, quick five. Ooh. Favorite family movie? Do you guys have one? Favorite family movie. Um... Well, we, we love For All Mankind, which is a show on Apple Plus TV. That's what we watch religiously, and I think they're on season five right now. They're on season four. He just put up four. But my son's a space nerd. He loves rocketry and rocket science, all this stuff. So we he's been to space camp. We love nice. NASA. We've been to James Kennedy. We do it all. So, like, we love that show together. Like, we're nice. big nerds. Favorite song or band you couldn't wait to introduce your son to? The Beatles, man. Yeah. And that was, he's in School of Rock. He's been in it for probably 10 years and he's in the show teams and all this stuff. And he's very serious about it. And he was in a Beatles show and it was like, I couldn't wait. You know, you can play stuff for him as much as you want, but something about these kids when they learn, you know, they, they, they study a, an instrument and learn the songs in the catalog. And that's, what's great about the School of Rock program. But I mean, I'm, I love, I'm still trying to get him into the dead. I'm a big, uh, uh, a dead fan. And it's just, it's slow going. Again, it's like the food. It's like broccoli or whatever. You know, it's like Caesar salad. You can't force it on them. You gotta like, like introduce some little, little plant, little seeds here and there. Nice. Describe the perfect family vacation. Where would it be? Um, we love uh, the uh, Cayman Islands. Um, so we go every year with about thirty something of my my cousins, aunt and uncles. Big family trip, and it's exhausting. And it's challenging, but it's like he has so much fun with his cousins. And we I have fun with my cousins. And yeah, we got like we rent places and it's like right on Seven Mile Beach. And I we've been going for so long. And I know so many people that I think that's perfect. I love go I love new adventures and we're going to Hawaii for the first time for the holidays. So that, that, that I love a good adventure. We've been to Africa together, like seven countries in Africa. Awesome. It's like it's it, we we've done so, but like a familiar place where you feel somewhat at home and you're, there's no too many surprises we we love that and that right. we're surrounded by loved ones okay this one's gonna mix music and food so if you could do a duet with not only making a song or like jam oh. together with someone but also make a food recipe with someone same person who would it be uh i'm gonna go with living even though that wasn't an option um, just because it's always possible, right? I mean, I saw yeah. I was next to Oprah and yeah. saw Earth, Wind, and Fire at the same time. It's pretty crazy. Uh, remember when I told that story, Art? It was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I would say Jeff Tweedy from uh, Wilco. Uh, a, he's a Chicago guy. B, I love his catalog of music. C, um, I mean, if, if I love him to death, he, I, he obviously loves food too. I mean, yeah. you know, the guy, the guy eats. He's in Chicago. You know, nobody doesn't love food here. Number four, he's the funniest stage banter guy. Like in between songs, he's just so clever and quick and witty. I know it would be a effortless conversation between the two of us while we cook. And then we sit down, we fiddle, and I won't be 
too intimidated by him because it's not like playing with like you know someone's like oh you, well, I choose I want to cook and jam with Ingve Melmstein or something he's just to shred all over me <laughs> like a, just a hunk of parm just shred all over me and I don't want that you know what I mean I'm good but like I just want to sing and harmonize and play some lead a little bit and he's he would be the perfect uh, awesome partner for that great pick right there and lastly top three words you hope your son would use to describe you as a dad what would you want them to be top three words uh dependable um inspiring nice uh <laughs> you know funny nice when i make him laugh forget about it like it's like my wife's hard to make laugh she's been with me for so long uh <laughs> yeah. you know She's heard all the bits. Everything I'm telling you right now, she's 90 times over. All right, like every home, here he goes. He's talking, he's talking yeah. about the thing again. Oh, here comes the castaway bit. No, I've not. That was that was an original for you. But regardless, like when him, he's still fresh, you know. Uh, and I love it. Like when he makes me laugh, it's crushes me. Like when I know I when I and I and I'll what's Lorenzo, what's when I ask you, when you say something funny, what's the first question I ask you? Did you make it up? Right. It's an original bit. Yeah. And he'll tell me. Yeah. Except at the family party, we had a big family party and he, he did something funny at the buffet line. Very funny. And I was like, I asked you if it was an original bit and you said yeah. you lied to me. And then later you, you fessed up. Uh -huh. Finally told me she was like, yeah, <laughs> that wasn't an original bit. I go, I'm just glad you're telling me the truth. Don't ever make up. Don't ever lie to me about a bit again. Lie to me about like getting drunk in the woods, not about, whether or not you gave me an original bit that crushed my spirit for a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. People make sure you follow Jeff on Twitter and Instagram at Jeff Morrow. In addition, go to his website at morrowprovisions.com. Thank you. Yeah, so we have much a new product this. that just dropped. It's called honey G pepper relish. It's the first of its kind. If you love Chicago style food, Jardinera, it's the first ever, uh, uh, it's like a relish form of Jardinera. So it's like, Slightly fermented pickled, super bright, made with all these peppers. Amazing stuff, but also packed with grade A local honey. So it's like hot honey had a baby with like candied jalapenos and jardinera, and out came this three-headed beast that will just wow. destroy you. It's so I know so my, my oldest and I will definitely dig that, my, and my wife too, but my brother-in-law, I think he'll definitely, so I'm personally going to pick that up as well. So awesome. Yeah, so it's at moreprovisions.com. Yeah, moreprovisions.com, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wish you and your family continued success. Have fun uh, in Hawaii. But again, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with me. I, I really appreciate it. And listen to my podcast too. It's called Come On Over. I host it with my little sister at like 200 episodes. We've been doing it forever. Nice. It's very funny. It's a glimpse into my crazy life. And we talk about TV, music, food, obviously. But uh yeah, so check that out. Come on over where you listen to podcasts. Yeah, no doubt. I'm getting my plugs in, Art. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, you know, come on. Nothing's free in this world, Art. And that's another lesson that runs in. Here's <laughs> every day. Nothing's free, son. Take out the trash. <laughs> Thanks so much, Art. Yep, You're the man. You. Yep. Toodles. I want to say thank you to Begin Health for sponsoring this week's edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Really appreciate the work that they're doing with their Growing Up Prebiotics. It's a daily prebiotic for toddlers and kids ages one and up. If you want to look to support your kiddos, immune system, and digestive health, make sure you go to beginhealth.com. And while you're on the internet, make sure you go to artoffatherhood.net. Check out the podcast. Check out the weekly columns like Dad's Doing It Right, Collector of the Week. There's articles on pop culture. My family and I sometimes write stories and articles together. All great stories centering around family and fatherhood. And also, please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you get your podcast. It helps get the word out. I really appreciate your support.
Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to theartoffatherhood.net.